Florida State suffered a big loss to Georgia in the Orange Bowl, but will it carry over to 2024? Myself, Will Manis, and Ralph Lear are going to talk about that on today's episode of The Crowded Booth. Pile in here and make yourself feel at home. The Crowded Booth is coming on. The Crowded Booth with Bryce Coon. Welcome in, everybody. Bryce Coon, Will Manis, and Ralph Leary. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you might be watching this or listening. Guys, we haven't done a lot of these pre-recorded videos in quite some time. We're not live. We will be live once again on Sunday night, uh, taking a look at that uh, national championship game, Washington against Michigan. Going to be a fun one and kind of a breath of fresh air. But hey, today we're getting ready to talk about Florida State. And look, Will, you and I talked about this on the live show the other night that you know Florida State uh, disappointed I think both of us in you know the effort category we know there were a lot of opt-outs but today we're going to talk about does this carry over to 2024 because that was a demoralizing loss and you know I think Mike Norvell we can all agree here has done a fantastic job building this program to where it needs to be they've already been very active in the transfer portal uh, getting DJ Uwe Ungalale as they make the march to 2024 it's going to be very interesting so we're going to play this clip uh, which a lot of people really enjoyed the speech that Mike Norvell gave post game and we'll kind of react to that uh, as we roll here so let's let's take a look and a listen as Mike Norvell speaks to Florida State after a tough I wouldn't say hard fought but a tough orange bowl uh, loss because in life there's going to be a lot of things that you do not you cannot explain you cannot put your finger on but ultimately you're always going to have a choice you're going to have a choice about what you want to do, how you want to do it, what you want it to look like. I told you since the very first day that I came here, right, hard work does not guarantee success. It doesn't, and it never will. But it absolutely will put you in the best position to be able to achieve it. I think that's one thing that we've seen throughout the course of this season. So we got some remarkable men that are sitting here in front of me. The work you put in, the decision that you made, just to say yes, because you know what? It's really easy when things don't go well, right, and you hurt, right, and you're angry, and you're sad. The easiest thing to do is to pull back and stop. That's what the world wants you to do. But there's only a select few people that are willing to freaking fight. I am grateful for you. I'm grateful for what you've done. I'm grateful for who you are. You deserve better than that. So I apologize to you. If you guys are playing your last game, you a season that will be remembered forever. I respect the hell out of who you are for being in here today, for stepping on that field and going and giving everything forever. You have my respect. So obviously it was a an emotionally charged locker room there, guys. Uh, Florida State suffered that 63-3 to defeat uh, to Georgia. 
you know, Will, we'll throw it to you first here. I feel like you could take this several different ways. Uh, you can talk about, and I think in that clip you can see why these guys love to play for Mike Norvell, like why he has been able to bring Florida State back into national relevancy. Uh, I think you could also separate and say you can't really have happen what, ha- what happened in that Orange Bowl game regardless of the players that are out there. So your thoughts on kind of the Florida State situation, what you took away uh, from that video as well. Yeah, I mean, obviously they were overmatched by Georgia. I think that was pretty clear to see, and I think we all kind of felt that going in. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to see who Norvell's really talking to. Is he talking to, like, his guys that opted out that are a big reason why they didn't win the game or even compete in the game? Or, or I mean, it's kind of hard for me to tell who, who that message was really to or part of that message. Um, you know, I think it shows that he's uh, – you know, I think he's still the right guy for Florida State. This doesn't change that at all. Um, obviously, it's it's going to be a, a huge blemish on his resume and his time at Florida State. I mean, it doesn't matter what the situation is. You lose by 60, that's never a good look. Um, but, you know, I, I think it shows that moving forward, he still has a plan. He knows what he's going to do moving forward. Like you mentioned earlier, he's already got DJ Uyunglele. He's got his quarterback for next year uh, to, to compete with Brock Glenn. Brock Glenn, I think, is still a very – promising freshman quarterback he showed a lot of flashes in the games he played showed some flashes against Georgia um so they've got they've got a, a succession playing at quarterback now DJU will come in and help them compete next year and Brock Glenn in, in two years can can be the guy um <clears throat> but you know to me all I take away is like Norvell's still the right guy he, he's got a plan to move forward and he's gonna he's gonna take this on the chin and he's gonna move forward he's gonna take this season the end of this season on the chin uh, missing out on the playoff, getting stomped by 60 in the Orange Bowl. He's going to take that and use that as fuel to move forward and get better. Ralph, your thoughts, obviously, Norvell, emotional. Uh, you could see some of the players emotional. I bet there had to be some type of level of frustration. Uh, you know, this group obviously understood that the tall task, even if they had their full complement of players playing against Georgia. But the way that they lost, uh, you know, your thoughts, who, who did you feel like Norvell was speaking to? I think he's talking to the guys who stayed and the guys who opted out. I think just those two right there. Just, you know, communicate to the guys who are going to be there next year that use this to fuel you for next year, to stay, to help bring in other guys, to help it help out for next season, to, to want to win more. Because obviously what you did this past year didn't really, you know, impress anyone enough because of the injuries and everything with, with the playoff committee. But use that to, um, to fuel you for next year because, you know, it, it, it hurts now. But next year when you're, you know, in the playoffs and you have a chance for a national championship, it'll feel a lot better. Um, you know, even, you know, we're talking about how they bring in DJU. They also bring in, brought in uh, Marvin Jones already so far and, mm-hmm. you know, replacing Jordan Travis with DJU. Now you're replacing Marvin, replacing Jared Verse with Marvin Jones. And, you know, they're only going to get better. Recruiting class is still a solid recruiting class right now. Um you know, they're, I mean, like I said, they're just, just going to get better. I mean, Mark, Mike Norvell does – I think he did a very good job to speak. I mean, there's there's not much you can you tell a team after that. Yeah. After the season you just had, the injuries you went through, the I mean, just the emotions you went through during the, the selection committee and then go out there and get abused by Georgia. It's just it, – there's not much you say. I mean, but I think he, he did exactly what he was supposed to do. He said exactly what was needed to be said. And you know, hopefully it, it fuels them for next year because they're still a great team – but it just happened to be the, the time where they just no one wanted to play in a game that didn't matter to them. Yeah. 
No, it, it's uh, obviously a lot of emotions. Will, you talked about it. You mentioned the word whining. Uh, there was a lot of it. And obviously, you know, I, I think all three of us didn't think, think it was fair uh, with what Florida State had done. Was it, you know, the whole conversation deserving? We've talked about that for the past month. But I think it does beg the question. Florida State brings in the number 10 recruiting class of the country, 22 signees. Uh, that's going to be really big for them. Norvell's done a good job of just building building talent. We talked about this. I, I let's remember, let's remember it'd be higher than 10 if they would have had a better signing day. Uh, obviously oh, losing KJ Bolden drops them down a couple of pegs flipping on signing day. So it, it was a tough signing day for them, but no, this is still a really strong class. A lot of a high number of four stars. If you just look at their class on 24 seven site, you got to scroll down about half the page before you see a three star. So a lot of really good athletes, a lot of really good players in this class coming in. Yeah. Led by uh, the young man, Croman check. Or Croman Hoke from there, from Benedictine, and uh, hey, so he's a good player. Who else? Who I mean, Benedictine, they might be starting to do a little quarterback factory there. Holden Gariner, uh, a couple years before him, him up at Auburn, and now uh, Croman Cromanek, I don't know how you say his name. Um, so maybe we need to be looking out for Benedictine Military School in Savannah. You, you look, who, who knows? Uh, I mean, look, they're 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 really really good, and I think that when you see like what they've been able to do. Uh, you know, Florida State, obviously, you know, essentially North or South Georgia there in Tallahassee with how close they are to the state line, able to recruit in the state of Georgia. Look, Norvell has this team in a spot where they're losing a lot. Like, there's no doubt about it. Can they replace, you know, the pieces needed to compete at the top of the ACC? Yeah. Like, I, like I don't I don't think that we question that. I do question this, though, guys. Ralph mentioned it, you know, getting ready for next year. It does beg the question, you know, do you all feel that could be a hangover for Florida State? Because this is one of those emotionally driven, now we see it kind of go into over a month span now where there's a ton of disappointment there for Florida State. But the, one of the biggest things is you can't really let that linger into wearing workouts, into spring ball, into the preparation for a new year. Look, we hear a lot with when teams have success of wiping the slate clean, Georgia's done it the past couple of years. We've seen Alabama talk about that. Like it's not the same team. It's a different group. How does Florida state handle that? So will your thoughts, like, do you feel like there'll be a hangover uh, for this Knowles team? Yeah, there, there definitely could be. And I think because of um, the turnover at key positions, uh, namely at quarterback, I don't think DJU is, I don't think, and I don't think it's a slight on him. He's just not as dynamic as, as uh, Jordan Travis is. Jordan Travis really led this team and that, and that offense um, really was the key to how explosive they were. Keon Coleman's gone. They're going to, I think they're going to need to try to find another guy like him in the portal this year, like they did last year. So especially on offense, I think they're, they're just, they're losing too much. And I don't know that they have the, the dynamic playmakers already on that roster that can, can step in and fill the, fill the void there. Um, and I think the same thing on defense, you know, Jared verse, a top, top NFL prospect, Marvin mm -hmm. Jones, uh, transferring from Georgia. You think he can slide in and play that role, but will he be as dynamic? Will he be a top, top draft prospect? I'm not sure. Those are just pieces that are really, really hard to replace. And, you know, it, it's, you know, I kind of feel bad for those guys having to step into those shoes because those you're expected to do with the guys before you did. And, and I just don't know that they're the type of players that will get Florida State back up to be on the cusp of top four. Yeah, and Ralph mentioned, I mean, look, you're asking Marvin Jones, who has played but hasn't played with a level of that, you know, that Jared Verse has to step in and make that jump. Uh, another guy along that defensive front that opted out of the game, Braden Fisk, was a, you know, a match nightmare 
for, for opposing offenses uh, when they faced Florida State this year. So I, I just think, and, and Ralph, we throw it to you here, I, I think there could be a hangover. And it speaks, it'll speak volumes, I think, about where Mike Norvell has the mentality of this program. You know, when they turn the calendar and, you know, a lot of Tech fans watch our channel when they face Georgia Tech over there in Ireland on August the 24th. But, I mean, how important is it, in your opinion, for Mike Norvell to, you know, say, hey, it's okay to be frustrated, which he kind of said in that speech, but we got to move forward because we're trying to build something special here. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the probably the main main thing to say. Um they they are building for next year now. It's no longer you do not think about what happened this this bowl game this past season. You you celebrate what y'all did this year, you know, for for a few for a little bit, then it's it's go time. It's it's time to it's time to, you know, lock in for next season because it's it's gonna be here it's gonna be here quick. You know, I think this I think this past year shows enough that it, it can fly by. And I feel mm-hmm. like all f- football season flew by this year and we're we're having a national championship game next week. So um it's time to, you know, you can celebrate for a little bit. You had a great season. It didn't go out the way you wanted it to be. So you had a, you know, a solid year. But now you go and you lock in. You know, you start, you know, winter workouts are going to start probably in the next few weeks uh, for some of these guys. And the uh, the early enrollees are already there. They're already practice. They already practiced during probably during Orange Bowl practice more than likely. So you're going to see a lot of these guys. Uh, you know, like Landon Thomas. I think that's, a, that's an incoming freshman tied in from Colquitt County who's a who's going to be a problem. He's going to be a problem for somebody to cover because he's a very solid athlete. Um, I think what what the Florida State is doing though, it's going to be good. I think Norvell's got it in the right in the right way. I think you know bringing DJ use good. He had a great year this past year in Oregon State. Um, I know he he knows the ACC very well for his years at Clemson. So. I think he's more comfortable in this conference than he will be than he was over there. So I think this will be a different. It, it won't be. I don't think it'll be the same year they had last year because the schedule. They do have to play. You know, play everyone at home this year. Luckily, you don't have to play Boston mm-hmm. College on the road. You don't have to play Clemson on the road. You play Florida at home. So, you, and you go to Notre Dame. That's probably the yeah. one game you're like. That's go, one you, and gotta, go, you go to Miami, which who yeah, knows what that's going to be like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it, you know, and then you go to Duke. So hey, and at SMU, <clears throat> yeah, that's 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 one at the very bottom there. It hasn't been uh, determined on what day that game's going to be at, but mm-hmm. I say sneaky good game for some people of, of the last uh, a big a big worry for me for Florida State. Looking forward, I pulled up on threes uh, team ranking slash breakdown. It shows their blue chip ratio. Uh, Florida State at 59.1 percent blue chip ratio. That's the percentage of players on roster that are four or five star. Um, which keeps them at the top of the ACC. Clemson um, right behind them at 57.1%. Uh, they have to go to Miami. Miami's only at 48%. Notre Dame at 56%. So they're right there at the top of the ACC, but we're talking about a team that wants to make the playoff, wants to compete for a national championship. Those teams, Georgia, 78%. Alabama, 76%. Texas, 82%. Oregon, you got to think, will be back there with their 73% blue chip ratio. Ohio State at 70%. So – you know that's not the end all be all, but those there's obviously a gap between Florida State and the top teams, uh, talent wise at least coming out of out of high school. So you think that they've they're going to have to overcome that gap? Yeah, yeah. And you can't, look you at, can't be a, you can't be a portal team. You can't just live out of the portal every year. Yeah. No. Well, but they're we'll in a really good week, spot. Some teams that do that, but yeah, they're in a really good spot with a 59 percent blue chip ratio to go in and pluck a few guys out of the portal like they did this year, and and shrink that gap and get them closer to the top. 
Well, you look at the team they put on the field in 2023. I mean, Jordan Travis, homegrown, veteran quarterback, and played a lot of football. Uh, Benson, like a lot of these guys have played a ton of football, and then you use the portal to supplement. You bring in Keon Coleman. You bring in Braden Fisk to kind of bring that blue-chip ratio. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, – what was the – what was the uh, defensive Fentrell Cypress uh, out of Virginia, you know, the cornerback that they brought in to help. So I just, I'm with you guys. Like I, I think Florida state and, and will you kind of hit the nail on the head? Like Florida state's going to compete and, and they're going to be a top three ACC team next year. Now look, we're, we're projecting this with not firm scheduling, you know, in the sense of who you're playing when, and really not knowing what the rosters are going to completely look like because portal mm-hmm. season's obviously still underway uh, and will be until May really truly after spring ball, kids can enter. So, uh, But I think that if the worst-case scenario here is that Florida State goes like 8-4 and because now everyone's going to look at you and say that was a – well, that was an anomaly. Like you had one really, really good year under Mike Norvell. And, you know, progress is not always linear. And I'm not saying they have to go 13-0 to prove what we're trying to say here today. But, you know, they go 12-1, and or I should say 11-1, and uh, you know, win the ACC twelve and one. You're in the you're in the playoff. Like yeah, next you year, get a bye, <laughs> and you get a bye. Well, so that's possibly yeah. twelve and one. You would think they'd get a bye, but yeah. Well, thirteen and zero. You would have thought they got in the playoff. There's a lot of things. Yeah, this you would have thought. Will's thought. best friend, uh, Boo Corrigan. Uh, yeah, you know, I think <laughs> yeah, in right. terms of the hangover aspect, man, you just can't let it affect you. It was wrong, you know, in certain many different ways. If you do, it kind of brings us in as we wrap it up here you really have to start kind of questioning, is there a culture issue? Because I'll even say this, like, will you mention the blue chip ratio? I don't care what the other team puts on the field. You can't lose 63 to three in a bowl game. Like even if you don't have 24 of your starters, like that just can't happen. Um, And I think part of it can be blamed on where we're going in college football, but part of it has to be responsibility. And Mike Norvell took that. Well, I mean, how do you, how do you fix that? That's probably a whole other podcast episode, but in the scope of Florida state, is that an issue to you of how badly they just got beat? Uh, Cause look, if, it, if it's 38 to 17, we're like, okay, makes sense. Mm-hmm. If your backups are 60 points worse, that's, that's a problem. Yeah. Their backups aren't 60 points worse. Georgia had a lot of players out too, obviously not as many key players out that Florida state had, but it's not really fair to, uh, the easiest team to compare them to in this situation is Georgia because they were in the same boat. Uh, but that's not really fair because you're talking about a top one, two, three culture in the country in Georgia and comparing to Florida State. That's not really fair. Uh, obviously, Kirby Smart been in, in his job at Georgia longer than Mike Norvell has at Florida State. So to compare them directly to Georgia is not really fair. But, I mean, this is this will probably be the toughest offseason for Mike Norvell uh, probably in his career uh, to get up off the mat. You go – 13 and 0, you should be in the playoff. You get left out, then you get smacked in a bowl game. Everybody's questioning you. It's just how do you respond? And, and and this is really a wait and see, you know, if they come out and they stumble. I mean, you know, even if they do go eight and four, but if they're competitive and they just clearly don't have the talent that they had this past year, nobody's really going to question the culture there. Um, you know, especially depending on on who they beat. Obviously, got to wait on how the schedule shakes out. But um, you know, I think it's too early to say that there is a culture problem there. Um, you know, the fact that Norvell took responsibility uh, tells me a lot that that the culture is in a good place there, at least with him at the top, and that's where it starts with every program. So, 
you know, we got to wait and see what they look like next year and how they respond, how they respond in the portal, how they respond recruiting over this, you know, until next season starts and how they play next season. Yeah, Florida State going to be uh, playing Georgia Tech in Ireland on August the 24th. That'll be the next chance folks get to see the Knowles live in action. And uh, you're going to learn a lot about where this team's uh, kind of sits in the mentality. You would like to think that it's not an issue, but I think that if you see this team, uh, you know, have that hangover or you see this team kind of, uh, you know, have – I don't want to say if they go 10-2, and two, we're going to say there's a culture issue. If you go below 9-3 and three in the ACC with Florida State's roster and the coaching staff they have there, that's going to be a problem for me. But, hey, we'll talk about that and more. We're going to mention portal teams. We're going to talk Ole Miss later. Uh, you know, in the next coming of weeks, we're going to talk Auburn. Uh, we're going to talk Georgia. We're going to talk Georgia Tech, that and more. So stay tuned to the channel. My name is Bryce Kuhn. He's Will Manis. That's Ralph Leary. We'll see you next time here on the Crowd of Booth. in here and make yourself feel at home. The Crowded Booth is coming on. The Crowded Booth with Bryce Kuhn.